Welcome to Cheers to Careers and Life's Frontiers, the podcast. Whether you're a senior leader, a mid-career professional, early in your career, or an employer or company owner, the landscape of corporate America continues to change drastically. In addition, we all experience times when the challenges of life intersect with the demands of our ever-changing environment. Keeping our careers or companies on track can be overwhelming. Our goal is to inspire, educate, entertain, and build a community of professionals. So let's have some fun and always remember to enjoy the journey. Cheers. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I am Phyllis Wagner and I'm here with my trusty sidekicks and partners in crime, Kim Adler and Jane Shaner, and we're the core group at Corporate Collaborations. We've got a lot to talk about today, an important topic that's important and impacts every single one of us, regardless of who you are or what career you're in, and that is change. Think about it. The only constant in our lives these days is change and, of course, uncertainty. It continues to be a crazy time, and we are all in uncharted territory as the amount of change continues to increase, driven by many factors, but COVID-19 has certainly intensified the level of change and uncertainty. You're right. There's always been change and uncertainty to a degree, but wow, we're all dealing with a lot right now, both personally and professionally. Yes, personally. I've got a lot of change underway. We'll (laughs) talk about that later. (laughs) But our objective today is to reinforce to you the importance of maintaining ownership of your career. Since none of us, not one of us, is totally immune to change and the potential impact it can have on our careers. And we have some guidance, as always, and tools that can help us all as we maneuver through this incredibly stressful time. Yeah, I think the one thing that helps comfort all of us is to know that we're not alone. We're all on the ship together, and we're re- we'll, we are all resilient, and we'll get through whatever lies ahead. Yes, we will. Yeah, before we get into things, though... We thought maybe we should share what qualifies us to provide perspective and pass out a little free advice. I don't think we've ever really gone through this. No, I mean, who are these women giving advice? I'm listening to them. Who are they, you know? So since our, our firm was launched in 2002, we have worked for over... 200 companies around the world. I still don't know how that happened. I'm not sure. (laughs) I keep recounting it. I'm like, is that true? One, two, three. But, you know, so many are iconic industry leaders on the Fortune 50 list, but also we've worked with many mid-size and even smaller privately held firms. So we've worked for both public and private companies across a variety of industries. And we've also worked with thousands of top professionals at all levels. We've watched as people have reached incredible success and grow their careers to the highest levels of management. And we've worked with individuals who experienced a major career surprise due to our topic today, change. That's right. Change is inevitable these days as companies continue competing in their industries and working to keep their investors and shareholders happy as they keep their businesses afloat. Uh, while we don't have time to name every company we've worked, done business with and worked with, we can share that we've worked across a wide range of industries. And we should tell you that we, we started in toilets. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of my we, favorites. We've worked in two <laughs> major companies that, um, that, that absolutely manufacture um, 
toilets. <laughs> and and uh, we've also happily worked in the chocolate business uh, yes. for several chocolate companies. Yes. And cheeses. I love um, cheese. And yeah. if you think of cheese oh. and iconic names and cheese, yeah, we've worked for three of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's no surprise. The people in cheese are really nice and fun. I love cheese They're people. happy. I yeah. love cheese So people. if you're out there not eating cheese, eat it. Eat cheese. those people eat are... more cheese. And they're good people. <laughs> they're good people. They're good people in they're cheese. good peeps. Furniture <laughs> is another group that oh, yeah. we've worked with. If you think about, you know, P- pulling that handle on the side yeah, of your chair grabbing the remote that's us mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we've yeah. done that so and office furniture office, we've done that yeah, yeah. Office furniture, you're in a cube mm-hmm. we worked for yeah. them mm-hmm. <laughs> our bathroom stall even you know? that's right did they make those as that's well that's right they did they did then also oil and energy related not as fun but still interesting business and very complex medical devices mm-hmm. always doing well a nice group of companies there vision care uh, we've also worked with Beauty Care. Of company. course, Jane worked on Beauty Care. We know Jane worked on Beauty Care. Jane is so beautiful. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen her, go on our website, look at her photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Retail giants, uh, oh. which are my favorite. She, uh, she works on building that shareholder value <laughs> there. You know, uh, high tech companies, durable goods. Think refrigerators. Yeah, mm-hmm. and microwaves, laundry. Uh-huh. laundry. laundry. Yes. Yeah, that's we've done us. work for. That's a great company yeah, too. Yeah, I've been there. Aircraft engines. We've been in the aircraft engine business, and uh, also CPG. And as I think about the toilets. We've worked with some companies that make toilet paper mm-hmm. uh, to complement mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some very iconic consumer goods companies. There's, gosh, five or six of them at least that mm-hmm. we've done work for. Yeah. And then fast food. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I know. Mm. If you ever think about having a shake, maybe in a shack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've been there, and it's fun and delicious. And it's growing. Uh-huh. Yeah. That company just yeah. opened their first business in China. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a nice group. And business services, companies that know everything about each one of our personal lives and our businesses. <laughs> yeah, we've worked for two of those. And our favorite adult beverages. We've done work for yeah. two of those. One on each coast. And we're open to working on one in the middle if anybody <laughs> has an interest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we court them on a regular basis. Yeah, we court them. <laughs> you know, sample. We need to sample. We'll yeah. work for your product and another <laughs> great group for us is pharmaceuticals yeah. it is pharmaceuticals we don't get any samples from them yeah. but yes and then there's another industry probably my favorite i'm going to mm-hmm. talk about it I'm for excited. decades that we're getting ready to embark upon or mm-hmm. into or yeah cow manure we can't say much more than that other than you can do lots of things with that stuff that I had no idea. And it just makes sense. And it makes sense that we get into that industry Uh since it aligns with our earlier work in toilets and toilet paper. (laughs) So, you know, exciting. We've done some exciting work for some great companies. We're so happy and blessed. We are blessed. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. What's next? What is next? What can be next after manure? What a journey we're on. I love it. So the good news. Let's start with some good news today as we get into the of this many companies you may be surprised to hear this i know when i write individuals are like are people hiring i'm like yes they are <laughs> many companies are still hiring depending on the industry of course the game has certainly changed though and those changes have resulted in we're going to talk a lot about this 
the corporate contract being significantly revised. Yeah, not broken, mm-hmm. but no. significantly yeah. revised. Some cases probably broken, but <laughs> definitely revised. Some cases never was. Yeah. <laughs> there was no contract. Did we say that in a previous episode? There's no, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so we've seen many changes from staffing practices to the way companies operate to how they manage through what seems to be the inevitable reduction in their workforce. We don't like to talk about it, but we must. We're here for you. But before we talk about the changes we've seen, let's start with something that hasn't changed. So companies still, even in this time, want to hire the best talent, although some have changed their approach to hiring. That's exactly right. They want to hire. Uh, Companies are still hiring, and that hasn't changed, and they still feel like they want they are hiring the best talent. What has changed is some have outsourced their entire process, the, the overall approach, you know. So we worked with a, an iconic CPG company that we absolutely loved, and then they decided, and we did not take it personally, they decided they were <laughs> going to outsource all of their HR uh, processes, including recruiting. So that was interesting. And then others have shifted to a third party, Ashley looking over all of the recruiting firms that work with them and then partnering with their internal staff, very complicated. Um, And I think of one that we did work for right before what I call the, the, you know, the gold rush, you know, with them, they're so big and iconic Mm -hmm. and they started growing so big, but it used Mm -hmm. to be that their CFO of some of their businesses would pick up the phone and call me and say, Hey, we need this or this. And it was easy to work with them. And they're, two or three HR people they were working with, and now it's, they're huge and iconic, and they've taken over the world. And at one point, they they actually hired a, what was it, Kim? A, yeah, a, it was an intermediary that would interact with all the external recruiters. So one of the multiple scenarios where we became the fourth party and the third party, where we used to be the second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the second party? I'm not yeah, sure. I, we need to go through that. We, but yeah, so this intermediary, and they promised volume because they'll manage the process so much better. Yeah. We never saw one more job. Not one. Yeah. And then they fired well, us for yeah. that for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was this huge change in the way they did their business that we were no longer allowed to talk to the hiring manager or no longer allowed to ask what the compensation structure would look like. (laughs) We were no longer allowed to have any interaction at all. It was just they threw the jobs out to 100 different recruiters, Mm -hmm. and it was not fun because we absolutely um, feel strongly that we want to work with great companies, but we represent our candidates, too, and mm-hmm. they were not being treated very well at that time. Now, in fairness, I hear they've changed their process again, and mm-hmm. um, I hope so because they're a great company and so successful. But, but um, you know, we've seen this happen with a couple of companies, the high-tech firm we worked with. I mean, we worked with them all over the world, and okay. at one point they had 200 recruiting firms working for them. Yes. They scaled it way back. Remember, yeah. we were flown yeah. in to make a presentation we absolutely Mm -hmm. um you know made the cut um but they just grew so huge and that's what happens with a lot of companies that are successful they get so big that they lose touch of how important it is to have their company uh, and the people that they interface with they they represent Mm -hmm. the company yeah yeah and um, and also attrition you know the company that i rep i mentioned they were because they were growing so quickly. I think they went through a lot of attrition because maybe their hiring practices 
uh, weren't where they wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I hear that's changed too, that people are staying and, and being very successful. So, you know, things change. Um, you know, and then some companies have centralized their entire staffing processes. Uh, one company that we did work for, you know, they were a major a client of ours for about 17 years. Um, and, and then they went through a bunch of restructure. But they centralized their entire staffing process and moved all of their recruiting team to another part of the country and you know and it ended up not being the model that worked best for them so some of those people were let go others were moved back to a more centralized position closer to headquarters so we I guess the point is we've watched this pendulum swing back and forth as companies figure out how to find their way and certainly they're trying to save money they're trying to be more efficient but at the end of the day you know hiring people is such a critical part of what companies do so the more personal the better in my opinion of course mm-hmm. you know and then overall assessment processes uh, vary and you know they continue to change you know mm-hmm. where, you know some they'll start with a phone discussion and, mm-hmm. and and others like embed you know the assessment process in the online application others require a person to go somewhere else and take a pen and Mm. you know pencil test mm-hmm. and yeah. analytical assessment and so we've seen the whole the whole range of assessments i mean really yeah we could really do a whole episode on assessments and some uh, assessment processes <laughs> last months yeah you know really, and yeah. they really do mm-hmm. and then some you know the ceo or some senior person says i like this guy let's bring him on board can you start next monday you know yeah, yeah. this that kind of thing you know yeah i love uh, when they do a long psychological assessment yes. on the fit of the person yeah like Bef- that's gonna make a difference yeah, before they meet them and then yeah. when they meet them they're like we don't like them <laughs> that's a true story that's a true story, true story. multiple people multiple. went through that process and they had phone discussions they had you know off-site you know, two-part psychological mm-hmm. assessments, and they went through the whole process, and they went through the whole team, and five people on the team loved them, and one person didn't, so they mm-hmm. said, no, we're passing, you okay. know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I know. For all that. Yeah. yeah. That's when Phyllis reminds us, the customer is always right. <laughs> the customer is always right. <laughs> I just zip Whatever they do, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and we, we hold the hand of that person that went yeah. through that process, and now they're questioning their whole life after the psychological <laughs> <Yeah>. assessment. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. The whole personality changed after that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It also seems that while an MBA is nice to have, in most situations, it's no longer a hard requirement. That's right. Companies are also more open to individuals who have had a few job changes. So Yeah, not job hoppers. Yeah. Yeah. The job changes. Maybe, you know, what we're going to talk about today through no fault of your own. You got caught up in something. That happens. Well, a lot of people get caught up in something, but this, they got <laughs> caught up in their business being spun off yes, or something. Yes, we, like, need yeah. to, we need to qualify that. We do that, need to clarify know? that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use that as a blanket <laughs> thing. Like, I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> sure you did. Sure you did. But anyway, you know, it's um, we t- we've talked about this before, too. It's like, be strategic about your moves, but as long as you can explain away what happened or if you're impacted through a restructure or something, come... It, Comp- other companies get that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. sometimes a red flag goes off if somebody's moved too many times, <clears throat> and we certainly see those people who have jumped every two years, and you go, mm-hmm. probably not going to be our person. Yeah. But post downturn, there are some people who can absolutely explain away 
Mm -hmm. uh, several job sure. moves yeah. and it and it was through no fault of their own I think of one that was with a very iconic um, company in the mountain states and great academic background doing very well but decided he needed to move closer to family so he joins this you know very iconic consumer goods or durable goods company was doing very well I talked to him he just got promoted and like Two or three weeks later, mm -hmm. he called and said, you'll never know what just mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And his entire team was let go because of something happening in the business. So he joined another company, an iconic CPG company. Mm -hmm. Very similar thing happened. And yeah. it all is a test to what's going on during any given time with the economy and the yeah. market mm -hmm. and whatever. So, yeah, he's now doing well in another company. But he could have easily, he was able to easily explain what had happened. Mm -hmm. But normally, if I'd have seen his resume and, yeah. you know, in past mm -hmm. years, yeah. I would have went, no, nah, why is yeah. this guy what jumping constantly? Yeah. But, yeah. no, something's wrong. So yeah. things have changed there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's also talk about job interviews. As we discussed in episode three, most companies are conducting all their interviews via video calls now. Yeah, that is happening. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm meeting people who are pretty far along in their career and leaders at other companies. And we're talking about other opportunities. And all of a sudden, after they've had multiple interviews they're like wait a minute i am not going to probably step foot into this bill in the building right now i got i have a job offer with a company right. where i've never been to the city yeah i've never mm -hmm. met anyone in person right. yeah. never been to their headquarters yeah it's happening yeah. and i have to make a decision you by monday make a decision. <laughs> yeah. so if you start you, yeah. you get approached you know just think through that and how that can work for you are you someone that can make a decision like that mm -hmm. are you in a position to do that but yeah, that's definitely changing yeah. day by day. Mm -hmm. I tell candidates, this could be different, you know, in a week or two. I, mm -hmm. We're not, we have no idea. We're mm -hmm. just kind of learning as we go. Yeah. So, you know, many, in many companies have now realized, you know, this goes along with this, that working remotely can work. I'm sure it's happening to you. And they're even testing as they move forward, the work from anywhere concept for the future. It's becoming a policy and we're working with companies that are going through those changes now. We have one in particular, a very well-known brand where they just stopped wearing suits and now they're quickly gonna switch to working from anywhere too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And I'm, I would think, do I need to wear my suit on a Zoom call? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, people ask that. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although there's still lots of details to work through on this. We all know we're all kind of transitioning, and but it sure is saving a lot of money for companies. So and that's what it's about. That's yeah. what it's about. So companies in general, you know, just kind of segueing here, want to do the right thing by their employees at all levels. And most all have credos and values and principles in place that we all memorize and live by, right? With some companies walking the talk better than others. That's so right. that's something that all companies have in common. And then all firms also, all the firms we've worked with for a long time, they have diversity, a focus on diversity. Yes. So it's kind of new or it's ramping back up for good reason. I'd say ramping yeah. back up. Yeah. yeah. But it's always been something we were mindful of and our companies were mindful of as well. But some are breathing new life into these programs and looking at, diversity beyond hiring women and minorities, but really, more importantly, taking a step back to understand how diversity really enriches their entire business. So, you know, it, it's something that's very important and companies will see 
the positive effects of that going into the future so and, and at all levels they're bringing you know they're bringing people in and they're not just looking at bringing in new hires uh, diverse new hires they're oh. looking at mm-hmm. across the board where do we have women and minorities and and um, so that's that's refreshing and you know again like you said um, all of the companies we've worked with have had a focus on diversity but we have absolutely seen um, companies stepping back and really looking at that hard and Mm -hmm. so you know that's a positive thing we can report that uh, it's Mm -hmm. exciting to see what's happening out there and there's a real sincerity and it's so nice Mm -hmm. to see so also companies are always focused on staying competitive and keeping their investors and shareholders happy as competition, as always, continues to intensify. Yeah. Will it ever explode? It just keeps intensifying. It keeps <laughs> intensifying. You know, it's never enough. It's, it's enough. never enough. You got to keep improving last year's numbers. Or mm-hmm. I keep know. ducking for cover, waiting yeah. for the explosion. So, but think about your own company. How much has changed in the past five years? If you've been there that long, let's think about wow. that. But how long has changed in the past five years or so? You, looking across nearly every company we've worked with, We've seen some level of change, whether it's mergers, divestitures, spinoffs, restructures, and of course, downsizings, which impacts its most valuable asset, its people. Yeah, some companies call it transformation. Or mm, they're yeah. transforming. Transforming, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, give me a break. Or right-sizing, you said <laughs> the before. The right-sizing, yeah. yes, right-sizing. How do you know it's the right size? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. they got to try it on first <laughs> until they really know. That's so, right. <laughs> as a result, out of necessity, some people are let go, unfortunately. And more recently, we've seen entire groups let go. Yeah, a lot of that. Lately. Yeah, and that's just, it's a, it's a shock mm. and it's upsetting. But this, and this is why we like to remind you, as we have earlier, in earlier episodes, and in, in earlier in this episode, it mm. must be important, right? That it is critical to maintain ownership of your career. It's yes. Critical. Yeah, so yes. true, Kim. Yeah, today's environment makes it even more critical to own your career. Be prepared for potential changes. And since like this virus that seems to be holding us hostage right now, no one is immune to the impact of change. That results in job elimination, and the hope, and the hope uh, is that if this is happening or might happen to you in the future, that your company will also offer a separation package or a severance. Yeah, and you know it's it's fairly common with many companies that with a workforce reduction or restructure uh, when it's in place, or if a person isn't performing, they will get a. a separation package or severance um, and often the co- companies that do offer a severance or sec- a separation package they've got a formula that they use the bigger companies do this um, such as offering a week's salary for every year you've been employed up to a year or so salary we're hearing this as being pulled back or reduced a bit by some firms again you know all firms uh, don't offer severance but um, you know we should mention some uh, are are actually considered voluntary. Um, I don't know if they're voluntary, <laughs> but uh, some are, you know, positioned as these are voluntary. But it could also mean that if you pass on this opportunity to take a severance, it could preclude you from accepting a future severance. Or if your job is eliminated, you have a certain amount of time to apply internally for another position or even consider a lesser level. You know, there's so many variations of this program, and it's all really driven by the individual company and their practices and policies. Mm -hmm. The severance has changed. The good news here is 
there's no need uh there's no there's no longer the stigma of getting a package no more stigma you know no more shame you know it's it's um it's changed the Mm -hmm. severance has changed yeah and in most situations these days it's not related to performance but more a matter of where you happen to be sitting uh what group you're in the state of the business versus personal performance yeah in the past uh, there was some level of change or uh, uh, shame associated with getting a package unless it was associated with a retirement sometimes companies were able to achieve their you know staffing um, goals by offering early retirement to people you know this and right now I don't think that's possible with most companies um, you know and there's still people that are you know offered severances um, because of performance but uh, with companies needing to do do more with less they're faced with sadly letting some very talented people go we know a lot of those talented people we work with a lot of those talented people and you know it's it's uh it's an interesting time for sure yeah i like that you say it's not personal no it's not remember that it's not personal and i've heard uh it you guys talk about packages and it's you actually call it the gift from God. It is the gift from God. Yeah. You know? So if you get one, it's a gift, you know, and even though it's kind of upsetting, but there should be no more shame in your game. That's right. You know? The it's only like, shame is if you don't figure out how to get one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so figure it out. But I can imagine if they offer it voluntarily first and then you've got to weigh yeah. the risk of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an incredibly tough scenario to be in. So we mm-hmm. feel for you and we're here for you and kind of help you through that. So... Um, you know. And we know people that have had yeah. multiple packages, you know. You see oh, yeah. a particularly <laughs> some senior people that, you know, they may get to a company, and frankly, we don't know everything that's cooked into the agreement when they join a company, but there are some that are brought into a company to kind of turn things around, mm-hmm. and they have, you know, a nice agreement that they go, and they're there for so long, and, and then, you know, they enjoy the... Um, we may not even call it severance. We may call it uh, agreement, you know. <laughs> and they take that agreement and they leave and they go on a really nice vacation. And then they join with another company and yeah. they get another mm-hmm. agreement. And um, and they may have three or four moves, which are quite lucrative to them, but it's also very valuable to those companies because they bring in some new processes and systems and help them figure out their organization. So they add a lot of value. And, uh, and at the end of the day, that adds value to the shareholder, I guess. So, but, you know, we also know people that have received multiple packages because their businesses continue to be downsized. Oh, yeah. So it, it's there, there's, a, you know, and it just as severance packages come in all shapes and sizes, so does the reaction of those who receive one. And it can be incredibly emotional. Um, there's a whole range of reactions, and it's often driven by where you are in life and where you are in your career. And those getting a severance fall into a variety of categories, of course, and how the news is delivered, um, and whether it was anticipated or was a total surprise, factor into the reaction. But we see three you know, major categories, three primary categories. First, there's the lifers or the lawyer, loyalists, and those are people that have invested very heavily in their careers with the same firm. They likely started 10, 20 plus years ago um, they've got a family, possibly even kids in college. They joined the company out of college. They signed on thinking their entire career would be there. Great pride in their career and company and view it as part of their identity. 
Um, many have progressed very nicely and planned accordingly from a financial perspective. Some are, you know, likely even living a little bit above their means because they assumed they'd enjoy that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Uh, the very generous retirement program uh, and a nice medical plan. Um, and their life can be turned upside down with news of a job elimina elimination. And sometimes companies do, they eliminate the number of VPs they have. And sometimes those people are at that level or directors. Um, so their life has been turned upside down. You know, some receive a nice severance, but the uncertainty about the job market and the fact they haven't been in the market for many years, their lack of a resume or even knowing what a LinkedIn profile is, and just not knowing how to even start a job search is incredibly emotional, intimidating too. And uh, some from this group are embarrassed, even though it likely had nothing to do with their performance. Some have spouses who are not employed, so they've been the, brain, uh, the main breadwinner. Um, depending on level, this group could have received outplacement assistance, which will help them maneuver through the process, but it doesn't take away the emotions they will still need to go through. Um, you know, you may have heard of the golden parachute, and that's, that's kind of like a severance package for a high-level mm -hmm. person, you know, and that can be viewed as, wow, you know, it's very um, lucrative, but still they've got emotions that they're dealing with. So, you know, that's the lifers and the loyalists. And then there's this next group, you know, they're more savvy. This group's likely in the two, ten, two to 10 to 12 year experience group. What would those be? The, would they be the millennials or the- yeah, At that early uh, age. Yeah. yeah. yeah early into that you know and while it still might sting having their job eliminated this group has a current resume and they have a linkedin profile they never assume they'd be retiring from their current company since they may watch their parents be impacted by a company yeah. downsizing they stay tuned in to the external market they likely have spoke to a recruiter or two maybe even gone on some interviews and uh, they likely some of them in this stage have uh, a young family, maybe even a dual career, um, far more open to making a change, uh, could even see this as a great opportunity to take their career to the next level in another firm. You know, the savviest ones might grab the severance and then also negotiate a nice <laughs> sign-on bonus with their mm -hmm. new firm. Yeah. And as I always advise, I try to work in a nice vacation before starting with a new company. So that's another whole segment out there, and there's more and more of those people. Then there's the Stanleys. Oh my gosh, we all know people who cannot wait to retire or would welcome a severance. Those uh, people would gladly sign on the dotted line and take the money and enjoy an early opportunity for freedom from setting an alarm clock or marching to management orders. There are people often who, you know, they have no interest in climbing the ladder at all or anymore if they have in the past. You know, you might remember for those of you who are office enthusiasts who've loved that show, The Office, the episode called The Merger, which was season three, episode eight. I, that one just is one of my favorites. And Stanley, Stanley Hudson, he was a long-term paper salesman at the Dunler Mifflin, Mifflin Paper Company. And he sat across from Phyllis. She always had stinky perfume, um, but they were kind of both on the same category. He did not enjoy his work, did only what was required coming in exactly at starting time and was in his car at quitting time, not cleaning up his desk, he was in his car. 
Um, always a dry, sarcastic remark. He was always disgusted with the changes in the office and the office <laughs> dynamics. He didn't get into office politics. The only thing he enjoyed about, enjoyed about his work, you might remember, is like the events, the the uh, lunches that they had, and mm-hmm. his favorite day was pretzel day. You know, they, they had uh, Michael, the office manager, brought um, somebody in that had warm pretzels and cheese on certain days awesome. as, a, as a perk. We got to start uh, doing that. I mean, you know? But uh, he loved that. He was always in the front of the line. He was a happy on pretzel day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he worked in the Scranton location, and um, they got word that they were merging with the location. I think that was the headquarters in uh, Stanford, Connecticut. And he was so happy because he was offered a severance and he quickly accepted. And he had a box. He was piling all his little personal things (laughs) off of his desk into the box and doing the happy dance. But the merger was canceled. And you may remember if you watched that episode, it was the episode where Michael and Dwight drove to the CFO's home. They, they tracked down where he lived and set, because he kept avoiding the phone calls. Uh, and, and they, they uh, camped out on his front lawn hoping to change the company's mind about merging. But in the background, the company already had changed their mind. And uh, Stanley was told that, you know, the merger was canceled and they retracted the severance and he was ticked, you know. He already had plans to travel, you know, with his wife and take the money and run. But... He didn't yet qualify for full retirement, so he had to stick around for his full pension. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always loved Stanley, and we all know Stanleys. You know, I know so many Stanleys, and actually, there's no shame to being a mm-hmm. Stanley. Um, yeah. Some people have done their time, and they're just enjoying. They they're looking forward to enjoying life and the next step in their life. And uh, so, uh, so those are the three categories. You may or may not fall into those categories, yeah. but. Um, I think that's great. And so what do you do if you are offered a package or you find yourself in that situation, regardless of the group, unless you're a Stanley? You know, our best advice is first, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't do it. It's hard not to, though. Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, maybe let yourself panic for a moment, set a timer, but take a deep breath. Calm yourself as much as possible. Remember, you're, you know, if you can't think of anything else, you're not going to die. No, no you're not. No. You will Although get, you might feel like you're yeah, going to. Yeah, you feel like you're going to die, but you will get through this. It will be okay. Replay this over and over if you need help. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most importantly, give yourself the time to reflect and get quiet. Once you get over the emotions, you get past it, step back and really reflect on where you want to go from here. That's, that's right. And, yeah. it, and it's normal mm-hmm. to have... To be angry, oh, yeah. go through depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people who went through great depression. Uh, I, have a, I have a family member actually who went through great depression when he lost his job, and you know, it depends on what age you're at, you know, what, what level yeah. you're in, mm-hmm. you know, in your life. But um, you know, allow yourself to feel those um, emotions. But then once you step back. You know, you'll realize that the world is big, and mm-hmm. this could just be one of the most exciting times of your life. Yeah, and give yeah. you opportunity to really figure out what direction do you want to head from here, where you likely may not have, you know, thought about it before yeah. because mm-hmm. of fear or yeah, just you've been really re- mm-hmm. reluctant. You may not have been as fulfilled in your job as you yeah. mm-hmm. wished you were, but yeah. you know, you you were afraid to step out, and this may give you the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and don't, don't panic and just start applying for any job. 
as Kim said, give yourself the gift of reflection. Uh, once you've had a week or so to catch your breath and, and somewhat assimilate what's happened, then get more quiet time and begin to develop your career strategy. Reflect on your learnings from your past experiences. And definitely think about what you want. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Where can you add value is another good question. By leveraging your experience and your skills, you've likely, if you've had a long tenure with a company, you've gained a lot, a lot of skills and experiences. And then the other piece of it is what kind of work and company are important to you? You know, I think that that's a really good question. And people have been with companies, particularly a long time, don't really think about that. And this is a time to hit reset and refresh. But most importantly, establish a plan. You want to make a strategic move from here. While your well-laid career plans may have been impacted at just momentarily, this just might end up being a very exciting time for you and can lead you to even greater career fulfillment. That's right. I mean, some people, um, once they get hold of their emotions, um, they we know people who have gone on to other companies at a higher level. We know people that have decided to pursue a passion that they've had in the past. Yeah. We know people that have started companies. Mm -hmm. We know lots of uh, people who this ended up being mm -hmm. a great, great thing. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. and you're not alone. Again, no shame. Yeah. And that in the universe might just be calling you, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's true. I like that. Yeah. You know, the universe is mm -hmm. making some things happen that you mm -hmm. did not, you were a little bit afraid of yeah. doing. Yeah. Gave yeah. you a little bump in the right mm -hmm. direction. So, yeah. you know, so many things can happen from here. The world can really be your oyster, but you know, talking about creating a strategy, one thing we have and we can offer is we have a guide for you to use. It's called a career, uh, very aptly named career search strategy. <laughs> yes. We really thought and thought about That's that. That's right. It's really tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> simple format, very simple format, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a guide. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's an easy guide. And, and just send us an email. We'll send it out to you um, at ctc at corporatecollaborations.com. But you can also check back to our earlier episodes where we talk about preparing your resume, your LinkedIn profile, networking. You know, even if you've listened to them before and now you find yourself in a different position, you may hear something that you didn't hear before. They're really good. Yeah, they are. They're good. funny, oh, too. They're, they're funny. So funny. They're like the office episodes. Yeah. You just enjoy well, them every time. Yeah. I'm really uh, caught up, you know, just really taken aback at how specific your office episode yeah. recollection was. <laughs> I know it's sad. I know it's like I love the office. special victims unit and the office. That's right. Those are <laughs> two. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah. Two great long running shows. But and then also last piece of advice: be realistic. So some will land faster than others. It's not a competition. Nope. But remember, it will take time. Um, a really good career search strategy should take you some time, and it could take a month or much longer, depending on the job market. And what are all the factors and, and the folk, you yeah. know, do you have a specific mm -hmm. focus? Are you restricted to a location? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. all those factors Dual will make career. a difference. Dual yeah. career. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff that will impact that. So just be realistic and, and know that it could take some time and don't panic again. Don't, don't panic. panic, you know, mm -hmm. and in summary, you know, because the world continues to change and now in such a huge way, the stigma of a severance or separation package is quite different. You may or may not receive one, but if you do, remember there is no more shame. And forget about the blame since it's actually a waste of energy and you don't want to let bitterness slip into your life. 
It's another reminder that we all need to immediately understand none of us are totally secure in our jobs, except for maybe Jeff Bezos and maybe Warren Buffett and some others at that level. So we really need to understand that anything could happen, um, but you own your career. So keep your resume dusted off, keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening internally and externally. And remember, you are your own agent and the world is just so big out there. So carry on our friends. Keep your head up, heads up, and never forget you are not alone. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you found this helpful. Don't forget to send your comments or requests to ctc at corporatecollaborations.com and to rate us wherever you get your podcast. Bye for now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Cheers to Careers and Life's Frontiers, the podcast. We thank you for tuning in and invite you to send us your comments or suggestions for future episodes. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, cheers to your career and remember to enjoy the journey.